Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline now. We're joined by ABC News tech reporter Mike Dubusky as a CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, is continuing in Las Vegas uh, this week. We had another batch of announcements from some of the big establishment firms, but also uh, some smaller companies as well. Good morning, Mike. Where do we want to start? Good morning. Yeah, I think uh, the smaller companies are interesting to talk about, right? Just because there's, uh, you know, always a lot of attention given to the latest Apple event. Samsung has an event planned for next week to show off its latest smartphones, which means that CES and events like it are opportunities for these smaller brands to really break out into the mainstream and get a lot of attention from the media that they wouldn't have otherwise gotten you know, if they had released it on just a random day. One of these brands that I'm thinking about is Rabbit, which is a new startup. They've uh, shown off a new device at CES called the R1. And if you guys want to picture like a small little booklet of uh, sticky notes, that's kind of what this thing looks like. It's got a tiny little three-inch touchscreen. It has a sort of scroll wheel control and a tiny camera up in the corner. And Rabbit says that this device is designed to use AI to essentially use your phone for you. So their pitch is essentially that when you open your phone, it's easy to get lost, right? You're confronted with a grid of apps, and you know you might open your phone to order food off of Grubhub, but then you get distracted by a social media feed, and then you forget why you opened your phone in the first place. Their goal is using AI and using voice controls, you can use this device to go into your Grubhub account and order food for you, order dinner for you, or call an Uber, or even book a plane ticket uh, using this AI technology. It's specifically what they call a large action model, different from a large language model that we've seen from other AI companies. And this is significant, guys, because it's a relatively new concept in the world of AI, not just this new device, but also the ability for artificial intelligence to go off and do something for you. We've seen them, uh, you know, these large language models exist in chatbots, for instance, where you can go talk to them. Well, now they have a level of agency. They can go off and book a flight. They can go off and, you know, order an Uber for you if you want. That is what Rabbit is touting with this new device. They are saying it's going to cost about $200. You will, of course, have to give it access to all your various accounts on your phone, which, you know, is a consideration that you're going to have to take in mind if you are considering buying one of these things. And they say they plan to have it on the market by Easter because, of course, it's a rabbit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that right. definitely rabbit makes Easter. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing that kind of caught my attention, at least on the notes that we were uh, sent from you, and I wanted to kind of get uh, your take on this because this is something we've seen. You know, we kind of talked about CES being more of a showcase for some of the smaller independent companies, but we have one of the larger auto companies in the world finally kind of making an announcement into that EV sector where we've seen, you know, pretty much every other major manufacturer have something with this. And it seems like Honda is uh, finally making their long-awaited kind of entry into this space. Yeah, kind of hard to believe that Honda has not gotten into the EV space in earnest really so far. But now they are using CES to uh, show off two new concept EVs. One is called the Saloon, which is a sort of English way of saying sedan. Um, And it's very low slung. It's kind of got this boxy, very Blade Runner-ish sort of look to it. And the other one is called the Space Hub, which is a little bit more of a a passenger van. Um, They say that they're planning to put the Saloon on sale in 2026. 
And uh, they're using new architecture that they've developed uh, designed to reduce weight, which is a significant uh, thing in the EV space because these EVs have to lug around very heavy batteries. EVs are generally very heavy, and that comes with a lot of drawbacks, uh, specifically around efficiency. So it's interesting to see Honda focus in on that for their first crop of EVs. Uh, and, and again, that's a significant move for Honda because you know Honda has sort of lagged behind its competitors when it comes to putting out new EV products. They have one EV coming to market soon. It's called the Prologue, but that thing is actually based on General Motors architecture. So these new vehicles are their first from scratch EVs. We're getting a look at kind of how Honda is thinking about the future of the electric transition, albeit a, a little late to the party, but it is interesting to see how they're thinking about well, it. You know, that might not be the worst thing, because, I mean, we, we've seen this so much, and, you know, tech and other things, obviously, you know, some of the automotive things that, you know, maybe taking that slower, measured approach may be better in the long term as far as that extra time in development, not just trying to race to be the first out on the market. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, this is true of a couple of different brands. Others have criticized uh, Toyota for not focusing on EVs as much as, they, as some of its competitors did, uh, you know, from Korea or the United States. Brands in those countries really do have a lot of EVs on the market right now. Um, but we are seeing the, some of the challenges associated with that around price, around range, um, and, and some other considerations. So it's interesting to see now some of the Japanese brands give their take on EVs. Um, worth mentioning, though, you know, the electric power is not the only kind of future of propulsion uh, that it is being kind of bandied about among some of these brands. Toyota has for a long time experimented with hydrogen power and, and what that can do. Hydrogen, of course, the most abundant element in the universe. We can get it into a form that powers our cars, but it is very expensive right now. So interesting to see Toyota play around with that. Hyundai also playing around with that, showing off some new ideas around hydrogen power at CES this year. So it's really interesting to be paying attention to cars right now. Yeah, very fascinating, Mike. I wish we had more time, but unfortunately we're up against the clock. But really appreciate the chat this morning. Of course. Take care.